Bible, if you would, please, the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 13. Today, I want to talk about a brand new series that I'm generally excited about, and it came to my mind in a flash. Uh, I had another direction I was going to take you this month, completely different, but I changed it about, oh gosh, two or three weeks ago. Uh, and I, I the, the basic theme is the same, but the message is different. Uh, repeat the topic with me, please. Say, stagnant, stagnant. thinking. One of the things that I think gets everybody in trouble, if they're not careful, is they don't see themselves. They don't understand where they are. They don't understand how they got where they are. They're a little bit confused. They're stagnant. It's easy to become a stagnant person. It's easy to become a person who is completely distracted from reality. Stagnant thinking um, was not something that I thought um, I needed to talk about, but but it became clear to me that in, in a moment of prayer, I, I had this question that came to my mind. What have you asked me for lately? What have you asked me for? If you're not careful, there's nothing. That once you get to a certain place, you're not asking for a car or a house or whatever. You, you, know, you got your job, and you get pretty stable, and you can become stagnant. And what came to me, which was really a surprise, that I've become stagnant in my prayer life. I was praying, but not praying for anything really new. Just kind of thanking God for what he's done. And so the question, when it came to me, what have you asked me for lately? What is it that you name something that's challenging that you're believing God to do in your life? Name something that's complicated, that's not easy to do. When you get 65, People don't ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? They ask you one question. When are you going to retire? That's all I get asked. I never get asked what I'm going to be when I grow up anymore. Because their, their view is I've stopped growing. I have it. I'm here. Get a few members, fill up a few seats. You're there. What else is there in life? Got a husband, got a wife, got children. You're there. So there's this perception of life that somehow God's pleased with that. Well, remember the theme for the year. Every year I answer one question, right? And so the question for this year is, how do you protect your future? Say that with me, please. Come on. How do you protect your future? You protect your future. I said the answer for the year is by improving your thinking. If you improve your thinking, you'll protect your future. If you don't know how you're thinking, you can't protect your future. So last month, we talked about thinking about thinking. And we talked about how to think, good thinking and bad thinking. This month, we're going to talk about stagnant thinking. And the point I'm going to make is very simple. I believe that we can become stagnant. Now, I'm not, this, the verse I'm going to read to you is a great verse. And when I read this verse, don't take it out of context. Here's what it says. Let me read it first. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things. I love that. The King James says it. I can do all things. King James puts it in a way. The new NIV says, I can do this through him who gives me strength. But I like the King James. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That doesn't mean that you somehow are Superman, can leap over tall mountains. and That's not what that's about. Some people are happy with their life. I'm not saying you should not be happy. But there is a tremendous in value in understanding the power of ambition and dreams. 
What do you want? What is your prayer? In your, in your thinking, what do you think about when you, when you sit alone? Are you dreaming and praying and believing for something new, for God to give you some grand, brand new step or direction in your life? There are four words in our, in our study, four key words in this series that I'm going to deal with the entire month. I want you to repeat them with me. And each of these words will help us get down the road. And I'm going to take this verse, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, and teach on it the entire month. And I'm going to break it into four pieces. Repeat the, word, the four key words with me, please. Say determination, determination dedication, 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 diversification, diversification devotion. devotion. If you think about the verse, Philippians 4, he said, I can. That's determination. I can. Just, just, just pause right there. Don't think anymore. Don't read anymore in the verse. The verse said what? I can. Now, now say it like you really mean it. Say what? I can. There's something about that when the person says, I can. That's it. I'm not, I'm not, no, I can. I can. I can do this. I can. First sermon, second sermon, repeat this with me, please say dedication. dedication. Say, I can, do. I can do. So when you get to the do part, now we're talking about a specific. Saying you're determined is one thing, but being dedicated to do something specific. Third statement is to say diversification. diversification. Notice he didn't just say I can do one thing. I can do what? All things. I can do this. I can do that. Somehow, if you're not careful, you think you're supposed to do one thing. Who help me, God. Church people are so hilarious. You think all we're supposed to do is have church. This is it. This is it. This is it. I'm going to church. I mean, who cares? 80% of Americans don't come anyway. Let's be clear. If this is all you do, you're not impressive to God or man. Because this is easy. Put on a nice suit, get all dressed up. You know, sit up, look nice. How are you? God bless you. Use your holy language. Who cares? Because in, as far as the world's concerned, you're not doing anything. Would Savannah miss us if we were not here? Would people not eat if we were not here in Uganda? Would people feel our absence? I can do all things. Last word, say devotion. devotion. Through Christ. My devotion, my doing, all of that is not just for nobody, for anybody. It's for him. I understand it flows through who? Christ. Mm, man, that's good preaching. You can just sit down with your temple. <laughs> through him. All through him. I love the fact that in this text, there is a story. I'm going to get to Matthew 9 quick. Matthew chapter 9. I'm going to jump over all that stuff. I want, I want to read a story about two guys that were determined. Because that's what we're talking about today. Two guys that were determined. These guys model what it means to not just be living and existing. They were both blind told the story before, but it's worth telling again. It says, as Jesus, Matthew 9, 27, went out from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, saying, 
have mercy on us, son of David. When he'd gone in, indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this, this? Do you believe it? Yes, Lord, they replied. Two blind men were determined when they heard Jesus in town to go and ask for something that was amazing. We want to see. We want to see. Now, it doesn't tell us whether they were ever men who could see before. We don't know. Here's what we do know. They wanted this thing called sight. Verse 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith. Read this with me, please. Come on. According to your faith, let it be done to you. Stop there. Who do you know in your life that is determined? Name somebody that you could say, this is a determined person. And then the question would be, would that describe you? So, so it's so easy to settle into a situation and accept it. It's so easy for these two guys to say, hey, listen, um, we're just going to be this way forever. And this is, I'm going to say to you, those of you, that, some of you that are blind or some of you that are going through a physical challenge, don't get, don't miss this, don't, I don't want to mess up the story. I want the story to be about a bunch of people in church running over to you, laying their hands on you, trying to get you to have sight, because a lot of them have sight but still can't see. This is, this, this, is, this is a great miracle, but I don't want you to get lost in the miracle and miss the point. The point is they were determined, these two guys. Focus on that for a minute. Focus on the fact that they were partners in faith. Who is your partner in faith? Who around you is so determined that they infect you? Who around you inspires you every day to get up and try again? I often mention my 99-year-old friend. Hello, she's watching me. Yes, I'm talking about you. I'll just say Miss E. I won't say your name. Miss E is watching. She's 99 years old. Still drives, still lives alone. She's my inspiration. In here, there's some 85-year-old people. I won't call your names. You inspire me. You motivate me. You become partners in my faith. I believe that I can. I believe that I can. I believe that it's possible for me. And that determination is fed because I partner with people who believe like I believe. Who are you partnered with? Some of your problem is who you're partnered with. You're partnered with broke people who are always sad and always depressed and always talking about what hurts and always talking about what doctor they went to. Nothing wrong with that because you get older and you start talking about doctors, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I went to my doctor. I'll tell you what. Yeah, he said this hip right here going down right here. I mean, oh, Jesus, help us. Yeah, I understand that. You get 60. I'm telling you, things start. Last night, I was laying and something hit me on the right and the left at the same time. <laughs> it was, it was and, the, and, the, and the hand, everything was going. I said, what's wrong? Some said, take a pill. I said, I'm buying that. I'm not taking more pills. I'm fine today. I'm fine this morning. But you know, I understand things hurt, but you know, when you get with people who tell you to step over it, you step over it. You get with people who tell you to keep on trying, you keep on trying. Come on, say amen. You hear me? Come on, I believe that. Come on, say, I can. 
these two guys are walking around. We heard Jesus is coming to town, and they bumping into things, and they bumping into each other, and they said, you know what? We're going to go talk to Jesus. We're going to go try and get this changed. I heard this thing called sight. I don't quite understand it, but I know one thing. You don't bump into as much stuff. And so they go to Jesus together. Name your partner. Name the person you're with. Some of you, your whole life will change if you stop hanging with those people. Your whole view of yourself will change. Say, I can. I can. They go to Jesus and they say, listen, we want to see. And Jesus asked them one question. Do you believe? You know, I always find it fascinating when people start crying over who don't believe in them. They don't believe in me. All I do, they don't believe in me. And he's wailing as if that makes a difference. You want to hear my advice? So what? If you don't believe in me, so what? If you don't think I don't look good, so what? You don't like my clothes, so what? I mean, I like yours, so what? At what point do I stop worrying about what you think and look at it what I think? Come on, say amen. What do I think about myself? I'm not putting you down. I'm just simply saying I can't live off of your faith. I've got to live on my own faith, and I've got to get partnered up with people who believe like I believe. I cannot allow myself to lose hope. They go to Jesus, and Jesus said, do you believe? And he made this profound statement. According to your faith, so be it unto you. We're reading a book of the month, right? And in this book of the month, it was a profound statement made, a book called Winning. By Craig Crochelle. That's our book of the month. Book of the season, we call it. Once a quarter, we have a book club. Breakfast and books and books and what's it called? Brunch and books. Help me out, y'all. Help me out. And (laughs) you could be online or in person, but this is our book. So get the book. He says something so profound. Right at the end of chapter one, I think, in the beginning of chapter two. He said, if you look at your current life, your current circumstances, they are a description of your past thinking. Look at your life right now. That is the summation of how you've been thinking all your life. Some of you say, well, I need to change that. That's why he said the second thing. Your current thinking is going to determine what your future life is going to be like. From here forward. And so there's something in my mind that says, look at these two guys who've got together, partnered together, and they've come to Jesus, and Jesus looks at them and says, according to your faith, so be it unto you. Laid his hands on them, restored their sight. I'm telling you right now, it starts with you coming to God and saying to him, I am determined. I believe I can. I believe you can. I believe my life can be different. I believe that God's hands on my life. I believe with all my heart this is not forever. I believe that I can see one day. I believe it can be better for me one day. Come on, somebody say amen if you hear me. I believe it can be better. Come on, are you hear what I'm saying to you? Now listen, that'll get you some places. But if you really believe it, say amen and clap your hands like you believe it. Come on. Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Act like you believe it. Shout like you believe it. Say it like you believe it. Come on, shout. Worship the living God who's able, who can. I can. I can. When you believe, you can. 
It's when you believe you have the power and the ability to rise above a circumstance. It's when you believe you have the power and the ability to overcome a marriage situation. There are moments with Diane, Lord Jesus. <laughs> when I'm praying, we don't see eye to eye on a number of issues. But I can do all things. Come on, I believe that. There are times with children. Some of you are not there yet. Keep living. You will need to say, I can. I can. I can not cuss. I can not say a bad word right now. I can. I can hold my mule. I can, I can get through this moment when you tell them to be home at a certain time and they're not home and they didn't answer their phone. And when they do answer their phone, they say, oh, it's what time? I can get past this moment. When, they, when, they, when they, you told them something and they didn't listen to you and now they got a situation and they call you and their situation become your situation and you didn't sow that seed. Come on, say amen. You hear what I'm saying to you? You didn't do this. This is not, your life is good. Your car running. Their car not running. That's not your, you told them to get his service, but they didn't do that. So now they're on the side of the road at night, two in the morning, calling you to come get them. Really? I'm in my bed. Call AAA. Oh, they're not answering? Okay. So you call Triple Daddy, Triple Mama. Uh-huh. Come on, say, I can. I can. Stand there in front of the judge. You didn't do anything. They got them on video. They denied they did it. That's your head, son. I know you. Girl, that's you. I saw you on the video. Down there at the Bell's Bondsman. Putting your house up. Guaranteeing they're going to come. They don't even come visit you. You're not sure they're going to come visit you. Put your house up. Sign your name. I can. Do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You've been faithful to that spouse and then I've been faithful to you. You look at them and you wonder how in the world. But I can. We can. But let me tell you this right now. If I quit based on my feelings, If I stopped based on my feelings, I wouldn't get up here and preach. I'm telling you. What do I say? You hear me say all the time. I said, how did I get a job like this? Don't I say it all the time? They just look at me and laugh. Here you come. Watch it. You're going to say it. How did I get a job? Well, I get up in front of people all the time. But I tell myself, I can. When I do television, I stand on the first time I was on TV, I said said the same thing. Diane said, what you going to say? I said, I'm going to fake it till I make it. Hi, my name is Ricky Temple. Glad to be with you today. Blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you what, I can, I can, I can, I can. Lift your hands with me. Father God, we speak that word over our lives today. We can change. We can let it go. 
We can rise above it. I'm not living by my feelings. I walk by faith and not by what? Sight. I will not be driven by my passions and lust. I will obey your word, O oh God, and I trust you with my life. I will do what bring honors to your name. I will do what bring honors to your name. I will speak the words that you speak. I will forgive. I will release. I will love. I will rise above my feelings. And I will let you be Lord of my life today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today, whether you're here or at home, whether you're here or at home, it's like Leslie just said, God can. I'll see you, Leslie. Yes, he can. I like that. Father God, right now, like we agree with Leslie online, this right now is an I can moment. God can do it. If you're here today and you haven't given Christ your life, you want me to pray for you. You want to start a life with God. I want to pray for you both here and at home. And I want to invite you to let me just pray a prayer. That's all I want to do is pray a prayer for you. Every hand down for a minute, every head bowed. Raise your hand if you want me to pray for you. you want to your, your walk with God needs, needs some improvement. Raise your hand. Let me see. I see one. I see two. I see three. I see seven, eight, ten. I see more. Father God, I pray for all whose hands are lifted. And I pray for those who are home and here. May this be the moment that they come to Jesus. Some are coming for the first time saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Some are saying, I need to rededicate my life. Whatever they're saying, let this be that moment of transformation. And we thank you and we praise you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Did you learn something today? Amen. Did it help you today? Amen.